Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI, the podcast that connects marketing to your business's revenue and covers everything you need to know to stay up to date in this crazy digital marketing world. Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI. I'm your host, Shannon Allen, and today I have the pleasure of some very smart ladies that are joining me. This is my campaign team. Welcome, everybody. Hello. So we are on Zoom for our listeners because we're spread out a little bit all over between Indiana and Michigan and Wisconsin. Boy, we're really covering um, some great lakes there, aren't we, between Michigan and Wisconsin? So we're all spread out. Um, Actually, weirdly enough, Katie, you're the only Indiana person. The rest of us are, well, Heather and I are Michigan, Hannah's Michigan, and Lori's Wisconsin. So exciting. All right. So we're going to talk about reporting. So the campaign team for me is the backbone of what we do at Federated Digital as an agency. We couldn't help our clients with the campaigns if we didn't have this team behind the scenes, right? So the way that we're set up is for every client that works with us as a digital agency, each client is assigned a specific campaign manager. And the great thing about this is some of my managers here have been on accounts from the very beginning, you know, almost 10 years in. So they know these accounts inside and out, which is fantastic. But their knowledge, their shared knowledge they have as a group amazes me. There's times they teach me things on a regular basis. So without further ado, I'm going to kind of go around. I'll start with you, Heather. Why don't you just introduce yourself and tell our listeners what you do here? Sure thing. I am Heather Riley. I'm the director of the campaign team. So I get to be uh, spearheading a lot of what we do for our department. I love my team. I just want to say that, put that out there right away. In regard to reporting, it was a huge goal for us to set ourselves apart. After having been in the industry for a lot of years, the status quo for reporting that I mostly saw was a data dump. So we just threw numbers on slides without context, just for the sake of providing a lot of data, because, you know, some people have the more is better mindset. Um, And some of the data didn't even have an effect on campaign performance. So it's key for us. I mean, we love our data, but it's key for us to use it to tell the story about what's working for our client and what may not be. So this way we can ensure that our strategy is always aligned to focus on growth for our clients, which is, you know, the most important goal we could have as a team and as a company. Yeah, hundred percent. And if we could go back and show our listeners where we started from ten years ago to where we're at now, and we're we're actually in the process of revamping again. We do this a lot, and I'm grateful that my team, even though it's a chore, and we know this is probably a, a good first quarter project, we know the benefit of changing things up, and we've come a long way, have we not? Oh, it's insane. <laughs> yes. So I'm I'm going to kind of just. I'm going to stay with this for a minute. And as, as I go and ask each of you a question, you can introduce yourself. So Heather, what would you say as it pertains to our goals and their goals, how does that melt? So when we're talking to a client and we meet with them for the very first time, what would you say is the best thing we could tell a client about what our reporting is in, different from somebody else that, that they might've worked with in the past? I think what sets us apart is we spend a lot of time selling based on needs. So what the client's goal is, is is definitely how we want to align our strategy. We also like to customize our reporting. So people look at data differently and they take in information differently. So we try to customize that. And we our sales reps spend a lot of time trying to figure out how our who they're meeting with and how they best digest data. Once we know what the client's goals are, then we can, that gives us an idea of what we're looking for on our end once the campaigns get running and it helps us dial those in better, you know, toward the client objective, whatever that might be. And it's so much easier for us if our clients tell us 
where they are before we start our campaign. So that way we can tell exactly what kind of difference that we're making once our campaigns get going. You touched on something that's really important to me, and we, we were, I was actually just talking to Lori about this yesterday, which was the customization. So even though we we try to keep everybody doing, you know, we report the same way, every client is different when everything we do, whether that's a campaign or the way we report out a campaign. So the customization that I feel that we bring, that you guys bring, I mean, you might be handling 20 reports a month, but there's a customization to almost every single one of them. Is that not correct? Oh, yeah. Which is, I think, is what stands us apart. I mean, that's one of the things that you guys bring. It was very important to me when back in, you know, 2013, when I um, came back to work at Federated and started this division and, you know, brought Heather in. She was one of the first people that I recruited that I'd worked with in the past. And just that understanding of we're going to do things different. We're going to stand apart. Right. Yes. Next is Katie Hauser. So Katie is our senior campaign manager. Hi, Katie. Hi, Shannon. How are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm good. So Katie, you handle some of our largest clients at FDS and you work with clients that have really what I would consider multiple strategies and campaigns that are running at all times. So when it comes to the reporting for these type of clients, really a very high level, very high spend. I mean, these are clients that I'm talking about that are spending a quarter of a million, you know, 300,000 a year, a half a million dollars. What would you say is the biggest struggle for these type of reports when we're working with clients? would say sometimes it's having all the details to tell the story that comes down to like Heather touched on is actually getting really drilled down on the actual goals and measurements that they want for each of their particular buckets. So, you know, once we have that, then it comes to our end and it's, we're very analytical over here. So, you know, we see all these details. So, you know, then we have to figure out, okay, according to the client's measurements and goals, what details and metrics do they need to see? Do they care about click-through rate? I mean, obviously we do because we use that for optimization purposes on our end and that helps us. But to the client, I mean, what really matters is it how many leads are we bringing to their site? Right. I mean, these are qualified people. And then how many physical visits per month are we bringing in? Like these are people who are seeing their ads and they're they're physically walking in. Like So telling the story, I would say, for all the buckets would be the hardest part. Some of the struggles that we have. 100%. And I, you and I actually met with a client um, this week that's one of our larger clients that has been a true partner for a really long time. And they do a really great job. Um, they have multiple locations, but there's so many moving pieces with this report. And one thing we talked to them about that I think you did a really great job is in the end, it's about leads. And that's, you know, that is really what I took away from that report that you put together is look how much traffic and foot traffic and online traffic that we have brought to you, that is true ROI, right? Right, right. I honestly would say sometimes we overthink. Would, would you? Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And I think part of the overthinking and my favorite thing to do when I'm working with the campaign team on the reports is I like to see what Katie's put together and then have it come to me. And then I look at it and say, what's missing in the story? right? Because I might know something about that client that they haven't shared with you yet. So I think to me, sometimes when we deal with these larger clients, you do such a good job of making sure you know these clients as well as you are able to, right? Which is why you're you're out on these meetings. That's why we try to bring in the campaign team with it. But speak a little bit about that to me. Is there anything that you can think of when you're dealing with a really large client that is the biggest missing piece? That if a client, if there's one thing you could tell our listeners to make sure you share with your agency, your media company, what would that be? It would be good to know like specific measurements that a business owner is looking for. Like 
you know, not just like general brand awareness, but, you know, tell me, are you looking to increase traffic into your store by 10% year over year? Or are you looking to increase revenue by this much? Or are you looking to just sell more windows? How many more windows are you looking to sell? Something measurable on our end. So that's easier for us. I love that because we want to take the little details to bring it back to the big picture. But sometimes I feel like we work the opposite. We clients talk about, I just want more brand awareness when really that's what our ultimate goal is. But we need to know sometimes the smaller details to see if we're, we're making that difference. So I love that. That's good. Well, I feel like brand awareness is, that's just inherent with yes. digital marketing. You're getting brand awareness no matter what if you're if you're doing digital marketing. It's the drilling in and the getting specific about what you want to do. How many cabinets yes. do you want to sell? How are you tracking that? That's what we yes. don't know. How are you tracking this? On our end, we're putting forth effort and we know we have specific campaigns for specific, you know, product lines or whatever, but how are you tracking this on your end? Like I would love to know a lot more about that. Absolutely. And something Katie brought up in the meeting that I loved was, you know, we work with a lot of credit unions. So as we're talking to Big C Lumber, we, you know, the conversation came up about, you know, right now more than ever, he's not selling as much lumber of new construction, but boy, there's a lot of people remodeling their house. And Katie brought up about what she's seeing on the home front of home equity line of credit, right? So we know that those are so tied together. So having Katie in a meeting like that, where you can bring that knowledge to the client to say, we are seeing home equity line of credit increasing with people. So that's going to result in doing more remodel, which will help in the long run of somebody buying kitchen cabinets to redo their kitchen. Right. Okay. So I'm going to move on to Lori. So Lori Aki, I want you to introduce yourself. Tell us what you do do here at FDS. I am a digital campaign specialist with FDS and I'll apologize. I kind of lost my voice in the last week or so. So it still is a little funky, but you're screaming at the dog. We're screaming at the, no, the kids, the no, dogs. I didn't have any voice at all last week, like for seven days. I didn't, Doug was in heaven, but you know. Yes. Well, um, <laughs> one thing that you bring to the team is many years of marketing experience. So how long have you been in marketing? I've been in sales and marketing for over 30 years. That's awesome. Especially considering you're only 40. So exactly. I love that. Yes, exactly. I started early. You started early. So, all right. So what, what I think that your background to me really brings is that ability to strategize, understanding the the front end of it, right? The sales side, understanding what that, how that's going to help you. So after all these years, which, which do you like better? Do you miss the sales side or do you like where you're at doing this? There are pieces and parts of the sales side that I miss, but for the most part, I like this side better. Yes. Okay. So, so this is my favorite part of the report is talking about the strategy, right? Okay. So here's the data. Katie's talked to us about the data. Heather's talked to us about how we put these reports together. Now we have the data. We're kind of figuring out what the data is telling us and how does this relate to strategy? So can you talk to our listeners a little bit about that? So once you're in a report, you're looking at the data. Now it's time for some advice. Now it's time for some pivots, as I might call them, or sometimes it's things they don't want to hear. And and I I was on a podcast with Gordon Burrell and I made the mistake of saying good data and bad data. And he's like, well, is there any bad data? And I go, no, I agree. There's no bad data because what I mean is you might have a down month but it's telling us something which will also help with the strategy of what we're going to do. So can you talk a little bit about that with our listeners, the strategy part of what you do in the reports? One of the clients that I work with is an equipment dealer. They sell like lawn and garden stuff. They sell farm equipment, construction equipment, things like that. 
at one point, Google had made some changes to the way that the campaigns work and the way that everything works on their platform earlier this year. And this particular client thought that it was more important for them to be running on strictly Google because they think they get more bang for their buck with Google because they think Google is a bigger known platform. Yeah. Our ads in our lead generation campaigns run on Google and Bing. So the client kind of thought maybe they wanted to shut off Bing and just run on Google because they thought that was more important because it's a bigger word. So I kind of took some comparisons and it was interesting to me, even though we do this every day, when I broke everything out individually, it was very interesting to me, the difference between what people were Googling or searching for on Google versus what people were searching for on Bing. And a couple of the things that we found, again, knowing that the client thought in the end, they wanted to stop running on Bing and run only run on Google. On Bing, farm equipment was their top search segment and brought them 1,371 qualified leads to their website. I know from working in an industry like that, because I worked for John Deere for 10 years in sales and marketing, and I know that there's a much higher ROI on farm equipment than there is on lawn and garden stuff. On Bing, it brought them 1,371 leads. On Google, it only brought them like 371. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And I, I love that. That's so interesting. Yeah. It kind of shows right there that You can think one thing, but when you really dig in and break everything down and break it apart to look at them, why wouldn't we want to take advantage of all of those and not just the small percentage that was running on Google? 100%. And And yet for their their lawn and garden products, Google was way higher in searches than Bing was. So we need to to pay attention to the data and kind of what it tells us because we could have shut that off per the the client's request, but that would have been a huge disservice to them if we wouldn't have had the conversation. And that's, I think that's something really I want to point out to our listeners that it is our job and it should be the job of any agency you're working with or any media company is we are not order takers. We are going to tell you sometimes something you don't want to hear, right? And we tell you that because we think of ourselves as a partner with us. We're part of your team. And because we can't just take one piece of the puzzle and think that's the answer. And I love that that is what you were able to come back with and say, here's why we don't suggest you do that. Now, there's going to be times that clients are going to ask us to do things that as long as they understand that we told them this is not what we recommend and here's why if they still want to do it that's fine at least we put it out there but I love that part of the strategy that's the part I like the most Lori is that we're not afraid to to sometimes tell our clients that's not a good idea well I think ultimately that's I mean that's why they brought us in yeah. In the first place, right? 100%. And you touched on something earlier that maybe I would say always talk to whoever's handling your SDM specifically to make sure they are diving in deep to what you referred to as when you're doing your research is you're doing what's called an SQR report every month, a search query report to see how the consumer is searching so that, you know, we could have a little podcast just to talk about that. That's so much fun. I mean, you guys find so many funny stories of how people search and how Google thinks they are going to deliver that ad based on that search. But these are the things that that we're doing behind the scenes that every client out there should be making sure that the partner that they work with is doing the behind the scenes optimization and doing that legwork in order to give a strategy recommendation. So I love that. Absolutely. And last but not least, we're going to talk to Hannah. Hannah, how are you today? Hannah is our newest campaign specialist. She's been here with us a little over a year now. Yes, I'm a newbie here. Hello, Hannah Perucker. And Hannah is, she is with us for a couple more months. She's going to be going on maternity leave here in May, right? Yeah. We, we hope, we hope it's May. Today. 
24 weeks. <laughs> yeah. Away. All right. Well, we're very excited. We've got we got baby fever at FDS. We've got quite a few people having babies all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Which I is feel always like that's fun. How it always works. Yes. Well, what I love what Hannah's brought to the team, besides her wonderful positive attitude and everything <laughs> that we love about Hannah, but Hannah, tell us a little, tell our listeners a little bit about what you did. You were kind of on a uh, the different side of what we're doing. You're not, you weren't necessarily in sales, but you were on a different type of optimization. And so tell the listeners a little bit about what you did before you came to FDS. Yeah. Before FDS, I was a marketing strategist for four years at a classic car insurance company. So kind of switched sides. I was client facing. It was more focused on an internal marketing department. So not so salesy because you're working with people who worked at the same company, but still in front of clients a lot. And I just, yeah, one day thought maybe I'd like the other side better. And started Over. looking around and I found this job and here I am and I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> well, we we love you and we you're a great addition to our team. So what I want to talk to you about is, you know, we talk a lot, we actually just talked about this in our sales meeting yesterday is there's so many different types of measurements that the average consumer or business owner that understands digital is trained to ask, right? We're talking about clicks and we're talking about physical visits, and we're talking about click-through rates, and we're talking about website view There's all these fancy names, right? Something that is really important on this team is we've kind of moved away from those conversations and moved to more of a lead conversation or a total action conversation. But you work with a few of our cannabis clients, and we have the luxury with them to report a little bit differently, right? So we can report with them very similar to how you can report with an e-commerce client. Because when you have an e-commerce client, and you're dropping everything into a cart and you're measuring it, you can you can handle digital marketing, not only the, the marketing we do differently, but you can do the reporting even better, right? The ROI, when the whole point of this podcast is how do we bring it back to ROI? I would say that some of those reports, because we can connect to their point of sale in the cannabis industry, they call it menu, but we can track that cart. So can you talk about how valuable that type of reporting is with the data when we talk to our clients? Yeah, it's it's really cool working with cannabis clients because we have that direct view not only into their foot traffic, but their menu and where their consumers are spending and where that spend was driven from. So we get to see what we call media attributed orders. And this tells us the quantity of consumers who are influenced by your ad and then made a purchase. And so with this metric, it's cool because we get to see a lot of information like date, time, location that a transaction occurred. We can also see if you're running multiple campaigns, what campaign drove that? Was it your OTT? Was it your display? And then the best part of it, you get to see how much they spent too. That's my favorite part is looking at the dashboard (laughs) and seeing that revenue, but it can have a side effect too, right? Like we can have a month where, okay, you spent 2000 and you brought in 10,000. Those numbers are good. But what about those months that we really have to look at it and go, okay, it was even, it kind of broke even, you know, or it was less. Tell us how, how does foot traffic come into play there? Because this is, this has actually come up with one of our clients in the past where they had a month that, you know, I know the sales rep was panicking because they're like, look, the numbers aren't very good. They're, you know, what they put in the cart. And and I had to remind the the sales rep, like, we don't always control (laughs) what's going on seasonality. And and by the way, it's only a a small, it's half the picture. It's a portion of the picture, even less than half because, so let's talk about foot traffic. What's great about this measurement when we talk about measuring the foot traffic into the store, geofencing. Right. We can see 
how many people came into your store. We can see it on a unique level. So we know if there were repeat visitors, um, initial visits. So it's cool to see with your campaign and your geofences, how much foot traffic was driven into your store. And then from there, we can kind of calculate ROI with that by knowing what your average spend per customer is. Yes. You know, so let's say like you had a hundred unique visits. You had 100 people for sure that came into your store in one month and your average spend per customer is $50. You know, that's $5,000. $5,000, yeah. Right. And, and that's exactly what you did in that report is, hey, there's yeah. a, there's another piece of the story we're not telling. This is a portion of it. We love that media attribution that we can go, look, the dashboard looks good, but <laughs> I almost like I almost like the in-person better. And there's nothing better than sitting in front of the client and saying, out of the people that walk into your store, unlike other retail, if you're walking into a cannabis store, the chances of you not walking out with a purchase and 50 right. is probably the low end, right? So, yeah. So right. That, those those are some of the best things. But I would relate this to any client out there that is e-commerce, that has a cart. It is not just cannabis. We can connect to any point of sale system and work with clients in a different, unique way to measure how that's working. So this is, I mean, when it comes to reporting, boy, if we could do this for all of our clients, we'd be doing really well for our clients because (laughs) it would be really cool. It's some of the fun reporting to do. Well, thank you for that. This has been great, you guys. I've really appreciated all of your input. I What I'd like to do at the end here is bring it back to what the podcast is all about, which is the ROI of it, right? So if you could give maybe our listeners one or two stories of some really good ROI that you've seen that came directly from a report, that would be great. So Katie, did you have one for us? I do have one. There's a local credit union that I work with and they opened a new location. So they ran a video AGF campaign and a display AGF campaign targeting people in that area and about six zip codes around their new branch. They ran it for seven weeks and their creative were just current rate specials that they had. At the end of those seven weeks, they had a total of close to 500 website visits from people. And this is the crazy part, over 950 physical visits into that specific branch. Wow. Which is wow. fantastic. It's crazy, right? It's That's fantastic. crazy. Those are the meetings you really want to be on, right? You're like, you get, you get excited. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, I literally, the, what the listeners need to know is the team will email us and say, oh my God, I just got these really good results. They'll, they'll talk to each other because we get excited, right? Because our work is paying off. Everything you're doing behind the scenes, we're like, this is fantastic. So I love that. That's a good one. Okay, Hannah, do you have, I think think you told me you had one for us too. Yeah, I'm going to stay in the, the cannabis lane here and talk about a recent cannabis client that had a three-month run with us for display and OTT. And their ROI at the end of the three months was $190,000. Oh my gosh. Like, it's like such an exciting number to send over and be like, look at this. <laughs> well, and the the part that is really exciting for that one is because I was, you know, in on those, some of those meetings was they gave us 90 days trial run. And we usually only work with clients working with us on any annual, but they said, you got 90 days. So that was the best part was when you were so excited and you're like, look at these numbers. Look yeah, at this ROI. Every month. And, oh, and, and by the way, they signed. They, yes, they, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I know. Yeah. And they're awesome to work with. They like take all the advice and all of our recommendations and they're really great at keeping that creative fresh and everything. And we really, we saw their ROI double 
by the end, like from the first month to the the last month. And it was just, it was cool to watch. Well, and that client specifically, it's kind of fun for us because a lot of times in the cannabis industry, marketing is new to a lot of the people working there. But in this yeah. case, their, their director of marketing is, he's been in marketing for many, many years and worked in old traditional agency. So talking to him was really fun because, you know, he has never been able to see this kind of ROI either. And so he was very appreciative of that. So it's even better yeah. when the clients appreciate what we bring to the table. Yeah, and sure. I tell you what, this, this team of and I happen to have all women. I'm I'm happy if we find a guy that joins our team at some point. We just happen to have all powerful, smart women that work for me. But I our campaigns are in the best hands they could be. You guys all do a fantastic job. And this was a was a fun podcast to do. I've been wanting to do this for a while just because this is the behind the scenes stuff that really makes us who we are at FDS. So I thank all of you guys for your hard work and what you do every day for our clients. Well, thank you. This was fun. That's it for today's episode. I'm Shannon Allen, your host. Thanks for listening and join us next time for Digital Marketing ROI. You've been listening to Digital Marketing ROI from Federated Digital Solutions. Do you have an idea for a future episode or a burning digital marketing question? Text ROI to 45364 to get a link where you can share your idea. Subscribe to get new episodes every other Thursday, plus Tip Tuesday insights every week. Podcasts by Federated Media.